Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. Holy shit. Well, those of you who are listening on audio in the future don't know this, but I just took a three-week break and got a lot of awareness. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me as I bash my way through choice creates awareness. And I want to tell you that I've missed doing the show, that it's a scent is as essential to me to do the show as it is for you to hear it. And so I'm really grateful for those of you that re- reached out and took the time to tell me that the show was a gift to you. We're back. And this week's topic is in and around walking away from trauma and drama and creating something different. I, I moved I moved the show to right after the Salon de la Consciousness call, which we just had, which is my which is my weekly consciousness study membership. So if that's something you're interested in, let me know. Because in that in that membership, we end up having a lot of conversations. And right now we're studying in chapter seven of the 10 keys to total freedom, which is this incredible access consciousness book. Um, hi, Carmen. Hi, Lene. Nice to see you guys. If you're watching live, sh- just tell me where you're watching from. Send me a naked picture or something. I love it. Hi, Tanya. Um, losing my train always. We're studying no competition in the 10 keys to total freedom. Now, this chapter is huge, but the topic that had kind of the most energy was in and around what we can be that's different to create a different result in our relationships. And I would say this includes like all relationships, like from the slight acquaintance relationships to like online relationships to like your big, you know, primary relationships. Um, Gary talks about in this chapter how, you know, when him and Dane were in the beginning days of co-facilitating access consciousness classes, Dane, Gary had already been doing access for like 10 years when Dane came along. And I don't know the time frame, you know, around when Dane started to co-facilitate with Gary, but it wasn't long, like a couple years probably. And when he did, Dane went through a lot of periods of time where he would co-facilitate with Gary, but then he would just feel like less than after. He's like, why am I up here with this brilliant guy? You know, so they talk about this in this chapter. And so the, the conversation was in and around, look, when you're having a dynamic with somebody and you go to somebody else to talk about it, to try to get them on your side. What you're doing is competition. Like you're trying to prove yourself right by getting that person on your side. Uh, what you have to do is you have to handle it with each other. And so we talked a lot of in and around that. And in this chapter, there is like four different questions that Gary expresses that he started to use with Dane that I want to give to you that I actually used in my own life, in my relationship, that totally changed the dynamic we were in. And what we're talking about is dynamics where you are doing, kind of constantly running into fighting, resisting, reacting, or any of those proving energies, right? Any of those, any of those situations where you tend to go into fight or proving, this is relevant, okay? Gary says this, You've got to look at the situation and you've got to ask, what am I doing or being to create this? Okay, what am I doing or being to create this? Now, 
I think, you know, my first shows when I first moved to Panama were in and around <laughs> how much I was struggling in the relationship. Now, this wasn't because my partner's a bad person or any of that. We thrust ourselves into this totally brand new set of circumstances, right? So brand new country, brand new language, brand new dynamics, everything was new. And I had so many things come up. Anyway, long story short, we kind of, we developed this dynamic where something would occur and I would get instantly angry and react, right? I talked a lot about that. I'm going to tell you what changed it for me most dynamically. The first thing that changed that for me was a demand I made of myself that I was like, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm not relating like this anymore. I realized that I was making the relationship like the primary thing I was putting my attention on and I was trying to fix it. There was nothing to fix. We are two very dynamic, very vibrant people in a very crazy charged life situation. We didn't have anything to fix. We simply had something else to choose and that something else was internal. So I just made a demand of myself and I'm like, I'm not doing this dynamic anymore. But the second thing I instituted because I was, was these questions I'm going to give you again, because what I realized is that what I had learned, and this is what you got to look at in your life. What I had learned in my life about relationships was a particular way of being with things. I had learned to defend. I had learned to fight. I had learned to prove and I had learned to like fight for being right. I had, that's all we did in my family. So I had been in that school, right? So I recognized that this, if I was going to change this one, I was going to have to make a different demand of myself. But two, I really was going to have to teach myself a different possibility. And I think it was a friend of mine that pointed out this chapter in the book to me before we ever got to it in Salon. And so I went there and I read it that day. And I was, I'm reading about this dynamic between, you know, Dane and Gary, and I'm reading Gary's response to Dane, and I'm recognizing the amount of maturity and vulnerability that it would take to, to respond to somebody in that way. So I took notes. I literally put this on an index card for myself and I took it into the next room and I used these exact questions to have a conversation with Andres because I was like, I am out of tools here. I have used every single resource that I know to try to accomplish something and I'm still, it's very clunky. What am I doing or being to create this? I used that. I actually asked that out loud. What am I doing or being to create this? Now, what was interesting in that particular moment when I used that question, and this was probably three or four months ago now, and we've had a really different relationship since then. We've had an easier time being ourselves. We've been able to be, we've been able to access the kindness that we are for each other. What am I doing or being to create this? The instant I asked that question, something shifted. Now, I will tell you that the first time I asked that question, it was awkward. I felt awkward. I didn't even want to ask that question, but what I wanted was something different, so I asked it it started to shift things. Then I asked myself this question. What am I aware of that I'm not willing to have total awareness of? What am I aware of that I'm not willing to have total awareness of? Anytime you're going into fight or proving or you're defending or you're resisting, you're, there's an awareness that occurred right before you chose all that stuff that you shut down with a reaction, with a, with a coping mechanism. So that's fine. It might've just occurred. And this is how I worked with myself, man. I'd already done the reaction. 
But I would immediately now go back and ask myself, what am I aware of that I'm not willing to have total awareness of? I'll give you an example of that today. Because this has really changed for me. But even today, um, something occurred and a barrier went up in my world and it showed up as stress. So anytime you're going into stress or overwhelm or reaction, that's a barrier. So I had something occurred, I had a barrier go up and I instantly felt stressed. My power band turned on. I had this massive headache at the back of my head. It was instantaneous within like 15 seconds. So I'm sitting there with this energy, remembering what I just told you, which is that anytime that happens, I, there's an awareness that occurred just before it. So I, I asked for a little bit of space with the topic and I'm sitting there with it and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I'm aware of something. What is that? And because I allowed myself the space to get aware of something without decimating the other person reaction, I got aware that, you know, this element needed to be considered and, and this person didn't have this information. And I had this information most times when I've gone into that fighting or trauma and drama reaction thing, I've instantly become aware of something and, and shut it down in favor of trying to deliver something that I know I can't deliver, that I have all this other information for, but it happens so instantaneously that it comes out as this like, right? So what's going to occur is you got to get about yourself that you're probably going to react again. You're going to have the trauma and drama get, you're going to do it again. And what you can start to teach yourself is that, okay, I did it again, but there's something I'm aware of here. And so you can go back in with yourself and go, what am I aware of that I'm not willing to have total awareness of and allow that awareness to emerge? What we've been really taught to do by the way other people function in the world and then what we chose is we've been taught to just like keep going, like to cover up the awareness with proving that I'm right or defending my point or you know, all those fight things. What am I aware of that I'm not willing to have total awareness of? If you can take yourself away, lower your barriers and ask yourself this, you'll get information. All right. Question number three. Well, actually, let's listen to Gary here. He goes, you know, you could do the tool when somebody else is talking with you. You could do the tool. Interesting point of view. I have this point of view. And if this is your first time hearing that, you can go into infinitebeingschool.com and get access to a free back to basics course that will teach you that tool. You can use it, you can use that tool, he said. But here's the key with people. You've got to acknowledge that the other person is feeling the need to be right or not be wrong. You've got to understand that that's how they're feeling now or the need to win and to not lose. You've got to look at it and you've got to ask, what am I creating or generating that's contributing to their feeling any of those things? Like, what am I creating or generating that's contributing to their feeling any of those things? And maybe this episode is called, like, how to deal with difficult people, because that's what we think we're trying to do is deal with difficult people when really what we're trying to deal with is ourselves. But um, this is how you deal with difficult people. You know, that moment where you're starting to feel like you're dealing with a difficult person is the moment where you've run out of what you know how to do. Now this person is just difficult. They might be. And with enough skill, is anybody more crafty, more creative than you? So that's what I had to recognize here. It's like, 
I didn't, I had not had these tools in my wheelhouse, right? I had to like start to teach myself and have them in my wheelhouse I carry. So this question, what am I creating or generating that's contributing to their feeling any of those things? Now, in the, in the salon, we were looking at an example about this and I use the example of a house plant, right? Do other people all have choice? Yes, they choose. Can somebody have different choices available with one person than they do with another person? Also, yes. Okay, then. So what's the difference? It would be the difference between what that person is contributing to this person and what that person is contributing to this person. So if we look in my life, for example, what Andres contributes to my life makes him somebody that I can live with, work with, create with, love with, play with. What he is and what I am allow that to occur. What my sweet mother is, on the other hand, means that she lives in Colorado and I live here and we talk every three months, <laughs> right? There's uh, same person, different contributions, different things, right? So what am I creating or generating that's contributing to their feeling any of those things that question could actually change my dynamic with my mom if I asked that with her, for example. I could start to look at what am I contributing that's creating this and what could I choose that's different if I'm willing, rather than fighting for the rightness of my point of view, which I've done a lot of, right? That's what we've learned. But this question will start to change that. And Gary goes, that's what I would do with Dane. He would say, well, I feel like blah, blah, blah. And all I would ask him is this. You guys got your pen and paper ready? How can I change this? What am I doing that I need to change? Not, well, you did this, this, and this, and, and well, I know that, you know, that other stuff that we all go into. He just goes, well, how can I change this? What am I doing that I need to change? What do you need from me? Now, when I first read this, I have to be honest with you and tell you that the first thing that came up for me was like, I don't fucking care what they need. <laughs> now, listen, you're looking at listening to the queen of hard lines, right? Like this hard lines, hard, hard right, hard left. Like this is this is OK and this is not. This is acceptable and this is not. I learned that from my mom. I got really good at it. There's a lot of strength in that but I would do it to its extreme. And what I realized initially, and this is what you might, as you're playing with this, is that what's gonna come up for you is where you're not willing to be certain things for certain people. You're just not willing. Now, to me, willingness is the root of all change. Willingness doesn't even mean that you have to choose anything. It just means you're willing to choose things. You're willing to choose this and you're willing to choose that and you're willing to have it all as part of the conversation and what's going to create, what's going to create, what would be fun. So I allowed these questions to melt my unwillingness because what I wanted access to, and you've got to look at this for you, what do you want access to, was all choice. I didn't always want to be relegated to the only choices that I'd ever learned or practiced, which was where I was functioning from a lot of the time, especially when I was going into the fight the resistance, the shutdown, the any of the coping mechanisms, which all of those are in the family of coping mechanisms. I was doing unwillingness and also uneducated. This is another piece I think is really worth talking about because I'm 
I'm learning so much about how I'm educating myself about the fact that we aren't educated. Like, did you actually learn how to be with people from the people that you learned from? What did you learn from them? Have you been doing it the best you can? And what would you have to teach yourself in order to have a different result, <laughs> right? I think that's really huge. Um, I, I'm seeing all over the place in my life recently where I'm seeing at the moment that I go into um, a defended position, there's a few things occurring. It isn't just that I didn't learn space. It's also that I'm missing information. I can't conceptualize what they're talking about. I don't picture it in the way that they're saying. I don't know how to accomplish what they're saying. And all that is an instantaneous like crash of things, right? So as I've been slowing down and being with myself in a different way in those moments and recognizing there's like a lot of different elements here that actually need to be spoken to that come out as this like rejection of the idea or this blow up at something. Because right after that, now I'm looking at it and I'm going, well, that's not actually what I wanted to be with this person. What just occurred? And I'm recognizing, wow, there's all these different elements. So in that moment, then I, as I recognize that, I can ask different questions, right? I can ask for more information. I can, um, I can say, I love the concept. I don't know how to, I don't get the sense of how to implement it. Is, do you have any information on that? I can, I can actually step into the conversation in a different way instead of from the place of you said something and I have to fight to defend my position because, because I do. And that's it. Like, instead of just that, maybe I go into fight for a second and then come back in and go, wait a minute, I'm sorry. That's not actually what I wanted to create. There's these different pieces for me. I can come back in and actually be vulnerable as me instead of needing to prove that I'm right because deep down I believe I'm wrong because I didn't get just what, what just occurred. Or you just offended my very hardline sensibilities or anything else that has no bend and flex to it. There are things you choose that just aren't negotiable. That's different than having a hard line with no bend or flex. Like I remember, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. When Andres and I were first together, um, we were learning each other, right? And he didn't really know a lot about the 10% account. Now, if you're pretty new to access, you might not either. The 10% account is where you take 10% of every single dollar that comes into your world and you set it aside and you never spend it. You can put that money into a hard currency like jewelry or a bullion or something that goes up in value over time. But the point is to have money. It's to teach yourself to have money. So in the first five years of having a 10% account, I, I converted it into the hard currency of jewelry. So I had a lot of gemstones. I forget what we were talking about, but we were talking about something in regards to money when we were first together. And he made some sort of comment because he didn't know, wasn't educated on this and didn't know me about, well, we can just, you know, you can liquidate your jewelry for this and this. And it was to liquidate it to the end of like buying something. I totally don't remember what we were talking about, but I just remember that moment because I looked at him and I was like, just so you know, liquidating my jewelry is never on the table for conversation ever. And that was a choice I made. 
that's the choice I made. In another moment, that choice could be made different. And that's the difference between a hard line and a choice. A hard line has no bend and flex. A choice is a choice that you keep making, that you keep making, that you keep making, that you can change in the next 10 seconds or keep making. A hard line has no bend and there is no other choice. Everything has to bounce off of a hard line. So have you invented yourself into the hard line that you can never get around? And everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. That's the clearing statement. If you want to use that clearing, you can. You can go to theclearingstatement.com and get more information. But the bigger conversation here is how is what you're doing in regards to people, close people, far people, etc. How is it working? What are the parts that are working? And what are the parts that are not working? What would you have to teach yourself and add to your life, like a freaking no card of questions, to have a different result with the people in your life? Would you be willing to consider that maybe there are other possibilities than what you've been choosing so far? And what would it take for you to be the source of something different. Now, if you'd like to fully unravel your reality and have access to more choice, I have a foundation class coming on Friday. There's foundation classes all over the world. That's what it has taken. It's taken me probably nine years of unraveling, dismantling my foundations in order to even get access to conversations like this. And, and this, the 10 keys to total freedom is a reality dismantling book. It's literally going to take your reality and just bash it around so much that you just need your bars run after every page. But the gift in that is that if you can choose the things that desolidify the hard lines in your world, you get access to more of what you are, which is this acoustical, malleable being with total choice. And personally, that was interesting to me. So you got to look at what you want to have. Do you want to have just, do you want to just be right? Or do you really want to be free? And what would freedom take? What would you have to really look at, be with, teach yourself and dismantle in order to have access to freedom that you actually are? So join me for foundation. Join me in the Crystal Crawford Show Lounge or in the Infinite Being School for more of this and share this with your friends if you loved it. Also, if you listen to this on any of the audio platforms, um, Spotify, iTunes, on iTunes, if you could like scroll all the way down on your podcast thing and leave a five-star review if you do love it, I would be so grateful. What would it take for more and more people to find these tools so that we could actually get access to what works? I adore you guys. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. 
You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm.